0: Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome, dear friends, to the program. We have a special guest with you t- with us today that's going to bless you. Her name is Janetta Nelson. Janetta, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for coming and letting God speak through you and share your life with others. Uh, I think you know this lovely lady that is sitting here. This is our co-host, Melinda, and uh, she's going to conduct the interview with Janetta. So, Melinda...
1: Thank you so much. We're so happy again to have you here today, Janetta, and it's just amazing how God keeps bringing people in our path to share their stories and encourage people. And so that's what we want you to do today. So just take your liberty and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the highlights of how God has uh, brought you through as an overcomer in this world. Amen. Amen. Thank, thank you for being here.
2: Thank you all for allowing me to be yes. here and, and share my story. Yes. Because it's an amazing story. Yes. And I'll keep it brief I'll <laughs> keep it brief. Um, uh, as you know my name is Janetta and um, I am originally from Tallahassee but I've lived in other states and abroad and um, I returned back Let's to Tallahassee. Louder. okay I returned back to Tallahassee in 2014 and so I've been here ever since and I am a social worker by degree. I'm a master level therapist at the moment and I have my own business and beyond your surface um, that is also a life coaching business great
0: that's great
2: Thank you thank you um, and to share some of my stories I, I when I reflect over my life and people say this all the time but I I feel it in my spirit when I say this that God has absolutely been there every single time even when I thought he wasn't there you know when when the worldly things were breaking me down there was something in me that wouldn't allow me to give up would not allow me to give up and um, you know from even um, childhood my biological mother died when I was two I didn't get a chance to to know her, but I was also taken in by family, by family members who loved and cared for me and allowed me um, to have many experiences that, you know, a lot of people can't afford. To do because of the circumstances or what have you, but I was blessed. We weren't rich, you know. uh, We were a middle class family, and I was raised by a single mother, Um, and she she took care of all three of us, and she did a great job. All of us are doing well today. That's wonderful. And um and and you know they have their families, and I have my daughter. Um, I I was a single parent uh, uh, taking care of my daughter, but I had a lot of love and support from family and friends. Um, I was heavily involved in the community, you know, so I had networks there, you know, involved in the church. So it it was amazing. And I, um, in 1989, no, hold on, 1989, yes, I was laid off from a job. And I didn't understand why it was 1988. And I, I looked at my life for five, the five-year plan. And I was like, "Oh, I don't like it." So I went back to school. And everything that I did and I've done, every decision I've made, my daughter was a part of the reason or the reason for every decision I made. And I um, went back to school and. I made a vow that I was not going to finish. Um, I was not leaving until I received my master's degree in something. And um, in 1995, I received my master's degree in social work um, from Florida State. And I received my um, bachelor's degree in social work from Florida A&M in 1994. That's awesome. So that part of my life alone, you can see where God was. OK, and it was not a breeze. It was not a breeze. But, you know, I I consider those a lot of lessons learned. You know, we have great experiences and we have great lessons. We need them all in order to grow and make it through this world. God never promised, you know, um, you know, peaches and cream all the time. You know, you know, the struggles are there to one bring bring us closer to his spirit okay and also um and trusting trusting him more and then trusting ourselves knowing that his spirit is within us we know that we can make the right decisions the best decisions you know if we stay connected and that's what i did over the years was our perfect person (laughs) <laughs> I was perfect by making mistakes making good decisions <laughs> you know um, and keeping my faith yeah I was perfect in that way and um, and so my daughter and I were so very close I mean we were very very close and she was she was the center of my world she really was and um, um A few years ago, she had some struggles, you know. Um, but I stood by her side, and um, and and helped her through it. Um, and I prayed, and I prayed because I felt helpless. I felt like I, I don't know how I'm going to do this, you know. And it's like, and I prayed. I'm like, Lord, okay. Look, just you know, just wrap your arms around us and get us through this. And one of the most profound things that happened in my life is that, you know, she she was having her challenges. But then in January 2020, I had a ruptured brain aneurysm Mm. and that brought her back to mommy because she was uh, she was she was a mama's girl. I mean, she was a mama's girl. She took care of her mom, you know. uh, Made me feel so special. (laughs) And it brought her back to me because she said, I have to go take care of my mom. Okay. And she came back and she did that. She made sure I took my medicine, made sure I wasn't stressed. She held a lot back from me to keep me from stressing. And she stayed with me, you know. I was just really precious precious days and um, when I think back on it there was a reason why that aneurysm happened and I think one of the reasons was to bring us together physically because July ninth is when she, she died um, she had epilepsy um, She did have an addiction to alcohol, and but it was that was very odd that she had you know that addiction because she didn't grow up in that kind of environment. And um, and so, as a social worker, of course, I asked all the questions, you know, what happened, you know, what trauma did you have, you know, and she said, Mom, nothing. I said, Well, what did I do? What could I have done differently? And she said, Mom, you were the best mom anyone could have.
1: And genetic, was this in 2020 also? This was the same year that you had the brain aneurysm. Yes, okay.
2: yes, yes. And so, um, uh, uh, so she stayed with me, and then she decided to leave town again. And that was the last time I saw my baby. And I remember when she was leaving. Before she left, she embraced me. I gave me a long embrace. And I thought it was weird because I knew she was mad at me. (laughs) She was mad at me about something. And um, she gave me a long embrace. And I remember saying, wow, what was the purpose of that? You know? Um, And let me backtrack. In April of 2020, she told me, mommy, I'm not going to always be here. Really? Really? yes she told me in October 2019 because like I said she was going through some struggles and she said "Mommy, you're not going to always be here I said no I don't want to hear that we're going to make it through this God's going to take care of you and you're going to come out on the other side and you're going to be the dynamic woman that God has made you to be okay in April 2020 she told me the same thing April she went through her phone and called everyone in her phone and she told me she did and I'm like, okay, okay um, I don't know, I just I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on um, and then there was like a real, there was an incident that really was upsetting for me, and I just, I said, Lord you know what I surrender because, you know, I've done all that I can do, and I don't know what else to do, so you know, you just you know, take care of us and let your will be done, you know, um But just, you know, give us everything that we need, you know. So, um, July 6th is when I got the call. She had a seizure because she did have epilepsy. And she had an um, episode in in the bathroom, fell and hit her head. And when I called, I was still in Tallahassee. She was in Atlanta. And I was calling on the hour. And at 9 o'clock... When they said she did not, she had not regained consciousness, um, God came to me. He said, She's not gonna make it through this one. So I said, Okay. All right. The next morning, they put her in the ICU. Within an hour, I was on the road. So on my way to Atlanta, the um, ICU doctor called me, and I pulled over to talk to him. And, um, and he gave me, you know, the update and, you know, what the possibilities were. And I said, okay. And I said, Lord, okay, I got to get to Atlanta to get to my baby. I have to get to Atlanta to get to my baby. And at that time, we were in the middle of covid so, you know, they weren't really letting people in. But because I was coming from out of town, the doctor told me, let me know when you get here. And so um, her father was there. And I went in, you know, and to see her. But we could only spend one hour with her, you know, um, because they had not gotten her COVID results yet, her COVID test results. So we only spent an hour. So, you know, I prayed. You know, I talked to her, you know, caressed her, you know, everything a mommy is supposed to do. But she still wasn't conscious. She was not not conscious. 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 No, she was on the ventilator. And, um, and so I said, okay, so that Wednesday, that, that Wednesday, July 7th that's when I was in the bathroom getting ready to go to the hospital and my faith is in place. So, I'm like, okay, I'm calm, I'm in a good space, I'm like, Lord, I know you got me, you know. And um, as I was standing in the mirror, (laughs) she came to me from the left corner of the bathroom and she said, Mommy, am I right? mommy?" I'm am right. And I said I didn't say anything because when you're in the spirit like that you don't have the human reactions or the human um, emotions you know I was calm and still and I continued to do my hair and then I felt this strange feeling on the left side of my body and I had no idea what it was and I was just wondering okay what is my body going through now you know it was later. I found I, a friend of mine told me that was her hugging you. <laughs> but you had not gotten a call yet, right? I was at the hospital. I was. I was. I had not gotten a call. I was at my friend's house getting ready to go to the hospital. Right, so you had not gotten
1: the call when this happened. That she had actually. No. Okay. no, I had okay. not gotten the call. Okay, this is before you got the call. Okay. Yes,
2: I had not gotten the call. And I went, went to the hospital. I told her dad, look, I don't want to be alone. So he met me there. And, um... And I told my friend, I told her before I left the house, I said, look, I'm not sure what just happened and where Keisha is talking to me from, but she just told me she's all right. I don't know if she's telling me, like, telepathically or whatever that, okay, I'm coming home with you, Mom, or did she talk to me from the other side? I said, I don't know, but she talked to me. And on my way to the hospital, hmm, on my way to the hospital. I um, was listening to my gospel music, like I always do, and there was—I was trying to put on a certain track, and it wouldn't wouldn't come on. And I'm hitting every button. I'm, this is not the song I want to hear. And every button, it wouldn't change. And there was a reason why. It was a song. Everything works out for your good. Everything works out for, for your good. good. Wow and and I once I caught on to what it was saying I said Lord I hear you I hear you God so I got to the hospital and they had the curtain drawn I thought that was weird but went in and we spent five hours with her and um, Because I used to work at hospice, I was a family counselor with hospice. I know the signs of the end of life. So I was pointing things out to the nurse and asking questions. Because, you know, when you're on this side, your emotions are involved and, you know, and it's like you don't necessarily see things clearly. So I'm asking questions, okay, does this mean that this is happening? Does it mean, you know... And so they were so, so, they were so great. And um, hmm. so I forgot to tell you that they said they would give her 48 hours to see if there would be any brain activity. And so the 48 hours was going to be that Thursday. I went in and I do energy work. So um, I did energy work that Wednesday. It was very faint, very faint. When I went on Thursday and did the energy work, and I saw her, her body was not responding to the fluids they were giving her. I did the energy work on her head? It was nothing. It was nothing. And I told them, I said, my baby's gone. She's no longer in this body. She's gone, you know. So that was that morning, and then um, at 2.06 is when they pronounced her. At two oh six that afternoon they pronounced her. And 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 I I tend to flee sometimes, you know, just to be alone. So Friday I was like, look, I just need to get back to Tallahassee. I just need to get back to Tallahassee, I need to get on the road. And so I <laughs> God is so good. When I got on in the car, I was on seventy-five, and I said, "Okay, God, I need a calm and peaceful trip home because I got to get home. I got to plan my baby service, you know." Um, And just as I said that, I felt this energy in my car, and I'm like, "Ooh, what's that?" You know, it was so strong and so powerful. Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't make anything of it, and then I realized it was her visiting me. And I've heard people say things like this, but to experience it, never thought in a million years that I would. Never thought. And one other thing, God came to me when I was in the hospital on that um, that Thursday. I, he said, just as clear as I'm talking to you all right now, she, he said, donate her organs. I said, ah, yes, that's what I'll do. And so we started putting everything in place for that. That's, that's awesome. Yes. And so she was able to, her kidney, one kidney went to a 71-year-old man. Another kidney went to um, a woman, hmm. and her heart went to a fifty-one-year-old mother with four children. Wow, that's incredible, isn't it? Wow, that's awesome. And my daughter was a giving person. Any time you saw her, she had a smile on her face. I mean, everyone knew her for her smile. In her spirit, so sweet. Now, she was a little fireball here and there, you know, <laughs> but um, she was just so, so sweet. And even when people spoke at her service, you know, that's what they spoke of, and people who came, you know, contacted me, and that's what they shared. Um, but I've had so many encounters with her spirit and the thing is is that they come at a time where i least expect it but the good thing is it's like now more than ever i recognize when i pray for something when i ask for something i actually recognize that i get it
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know um and sometimes it takes a while when everything falls into place and i think wait a minute did not I pray about this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, Janetta. Before we run out
1: of time, tell tell us what happened on the anniversary this year of your daughter's homegoing. You were, I understand from somebody that you were really sad that day. Yes, uh, you were really sad. Yes. And what happened,
2: Vicky? Your sister, Vicky, Vicki and I met in um, 2020 when I was looking for an angel for my baby to put on her lapel. And I was at Hobby Lobby and Vicki was there fixing, um, Trying, she wanted to do a necklace. Well, I used to design jewelry. So I helped her out. We connected and we exchanged numbers and we have kept in contact. And we kept saying, okay, let's meet for lunch. And then the week before... The anniversary, she called, and I said, "Okay, uh, we can do it." She was only available, I think, on Wednesday, um, on the eighth, whatever the eighth was, and I said, "Well, that's okay, but you know, that's the day in my daughter's spirit actually transitioned." You know, she said, "Oh, that'll be great, perfect, but happy and so <laughs> I said, "Okay, I'm going to meet Vicky," and of course, I asked her, "Where do where do you want to eat?" She said, um, she sent me a text of all oh, these restaurants, and I said, oh, she is so funny. So we met at Child Time, and that was such a beautiful day. That was a divine connection. And we laughed so hard, and I needed it so bad. We laughed so hard that day. We thought they were going to put us out. <laughs> People kept walking by. You were laughing too hard, and we were like, come on and join us, you know. But it was such a beautiful experience meeting Vicki. That was divine intervention yes, yes you know the Lord didn't want you to be by yourself
1: on that day no. and isn't it amazing she said when she called you she had no idea mm-hmm. that that day was the day of your daughter she didn't know she didn't know that would be the year anniversary of your daughter's home going mm-hmm. and God knew that you needed encouragement he knew that you needed to laugh mm-hmm. and, and, and not be sad you know and so that it's just amazing how God answers our prayers
2: it is. It is. And I um, I. I know it now better than ever. Even when I had my aneurysm, it was, you know, they were talking to me and I'm in and out of consciousness. And each time when I was conscious, I said, OK, Lord, I know you got me That's right. every single time. And I came out of that aneurysm with no problems at all. They were surprised at my uh, recovery and they wanted to send me home early over the weekend. No, Mm-mm, no, no. I need to stay a couple more days, you know, because I was scared. Yeah. You know, and and now here I am today.
1: What would you say to people out there that are watching the program today, um, who've lost children? I, you know, it's it. I understand that that's the hardest thing to um, go through is losing a child. And what would you say to them today?
2: So the, I think one of the most important things is that please know that your child is at peace it's a peaceful spirit but it has to start with you knowing that God's Spirit lives within you and that he it will give you everything that you need to make it through you just have to open your mind open your heart be ready to receive and then be ready to be grateful because you can have that peace and you will have it one day but just open your heart believe be ready to receive and then embrace it it is difficult i have days where i just don't want to get out of bed but that spirit within me won't allow me to stay there amen,
1: amen. It Will not allow
2: me to stay there and it just find that faith believe you have to let go you have to relinquish everything relinquish everything
1: And know that it's going to be all right. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. God is the, Holy Spirit is the comforter. Amen. uh, He brings us through and gives us what we need when we need it. And uh, people that don't know Him today, that would be hard for you to grasp. But we're telling you, there is a God that loves you. There is a God that cares. There is a God that will bring you through every trial and tribulation that you will ever face on this earth. He said He's made us more than conquerors. He did that when He died on the cross. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, I just think we should take uh, some time to pray today pray. for people. Let's let's pray, and I, I'm going to start it off. I would like to just give you an opportunity today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and you need that peace in your life, He is peace. He is the Prince of Peace. So I just want you to uh, repeat this prayer after me. So dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus... I come before you, a sinner. I repent of my former life. I repent of the way I've lived and that I haven't uh, lived for you. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I believe, Jesus, that you are God's Son and that you came to earth and you died and you were resurrected to cleanse me of all sin and all unrighteousness. You said if I would confess you with my mouth, And believe in my heart, I would be born again. So I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Now, Father, I thank you for every single person, Lord, that prayed this prayer with me. I ask you, Father God, to fill them with the Holy Spirit and give them power to be an overcomer in this world. And Father, I ask you to touch them. Lord, we pray for anyone out there today that's uh, within the sound of our voice and you're going through difficulty. Maybe it's not the loss of a child. Maybe it's something else. But Father, we pray that you would give them peace. We pray that in the storm, that the storm would be calm. We speak that the storm would calm and there would be peace coming to their heart and into their minds. Father, we pray for deliverance for whatever anybody's going through today. Father, if it's any type of addiction, if it's sickness and disease, whatever it is, God is bigger God is bigger and Jesus Christ came and He died on the cross and it says by His stripes you are healed and made whole He can heal you physically He can heal you mentally He can heal uh, heal all the scars in your soul from whatever you've walked through and Father we thank You You are a restorer and we ask You to restore that which has been taken and bless the people today and bring
0: deliverance
1: in Jesus' name Amen you have anything Good you want to
0: add to that right um, Frank? Just that was a powerful powerful testimony that you brought forth uh, thank you again for coming and sharing it with us friends we would like to hear from you you can reach us by email you can reach us several different ways the information will be on the screen in a little bit and we want to hear your testimony so please get in touch with us and Remember that this program is sponsored by you. So anything that you can give towards the program goes to keep these programs on the air. So thank you for giving to the Lord. And thank you for joining us today. You are so loved. And you are so special to the Lord. This is Bobby. And Melinda. And, and Jeanetta. And Frank on the sound equipment saying, God loves you. Yes, we're talking to you. And that includes us. God bless. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank Thank you for for listening. listening.